Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Don't be a wallflower zither corporation has finally delivered Fibber's instrument. We almost said musical instrument, but we've heard him practicing on it. And here on the back porch at 79 Wistful Vista, speculating on the non-arrival of the promised 10 easy lessons, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Them ten lessons they were going to send with this thing. Boy, ain't this a beautiful instrument? <laughs> I like a piano better. Well, piano's all right, but it's a little hard to manage in a canoe. <laughs> Say, uh, why don't you play something, McGee? Try the three little fishies. Oh, I can't. I don't know how to play boom boom jim daddam wadam on a zither. <laughs> you know what my favorite song would be on that hangnail harpsichord? <laughs> No, what? I get along without you very well. <laughs> hey, how about little Sirico? Oh, that's a cute number. Yeah, but that sounds good. Little Sirico, how do you do? McGee. What's the matter? Look at your garden. Huh? The neighbor's chickens are in there again. What? Why those two-legged beet bandits? I'll show them. Here, hold this zip. Get out of there, <laughs> guy next door to keep his chickens at home. You mean teach him? <laughs> sure. I'll teach him to learn them chickens who's guarding this air. Oh, calm yourself, McGee. Okay, hand me my visitor. You know what I'm going to do, Molly? I'm going to write my own music. I can knock out some of them tricky modern things. Got one in mind already. I'm going to call it, I wrote you a love letter in invisible ink because I can't see you for dust. <laughs> Very sweet, dearie. And uh, maybe you could pound out a little lullaby and call it uh, Baby Couldn't Wait for the Sandman So We Didn't Wash the Spinach. <laughs> oh, yoo-hoo, Mr. Wilcox. There's Mr. Wilcox yeah. in his car. Hello, folks. Gonna be home a little later? Yes, we are, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, come on over, Harpo. I want you to see my beautiful sister. I've met your sister, and take that gum out of your mouth. <laughs> Gotta go home and polish my car. Yeah. Yeah. Harpo's coming over. I wish I had my lessons here. I'd like to surprise him with a good rug cut and swing number on the zither. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mr. Wilcox like swing music? He's always so busy selling wax, I didn't think he had time for it. That's why he likes it. He's, he's a glitter bug. <laughs> hey, wait till I get to play this zither good, Molly. I'll bet I'll be invited out every place. Why, sure you will, dearie. Every place you show up with that zither, you'll be invited out, but quick. Oh, yeah? Well, get a load of this tone quality. Uh, ain't that heavenly? Heavenly? You've got your directions mixed. <laughs> Let me discourage you. Oh, you ain't discouraging me, Molly. Though I can't honestly say you're pouring no kerosene on the flames of my genius. <laughs> well, have your fun, dearie. I've got to go in and finish mixing the cake. And uh, keep an eye on those chickens now. Okay. I wouldn't care how many of my vegetables them chickens had if they'd lay an egg in our yard now and then. Like a bunch of foreigners that come over here and make a lot of dough and then take it back to the old country. <laughs> 
up on the porch. I know you didn't, I bet you. What's you doing, mister? Practicing my music. Hmm? I says I'm practicing my music. Always remember that to be an expert at anything, you've got to practice. And when you're an expert, people have to pay for what you do. Oh. Well, these people don't pay my grandpa, and he's practiced a long time, I bet you. Oh. Practice what? Zither? No, medicine. Oh. <laughs> well, that's different. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you says I'm in. Oh, skip it. Smile, little girl. What you looking at? Did somebody run over your mandolin? It ain't a mandolin. It's a zither. All zithers is flat-chested like this. Here, you want me to play it for you? No. Oh, you, you like it when you hear it. I bet you I won't, I bet you. <laughs> I bet you will. I bet... Here, listen. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am a little out of practice, sis, but I used to be quite a musician. Why, back in 1914, all the songwriters used to come to me for help because they knew that they could depend on me to give an old tune a new twist. Toon Twister McGee, I was known as in them days. <laughs> Toon Twister McGee, the titanic talent, the top Toscan in to tremble timidly when I took the time, toil, and trouble to tear off a tender two-step, tossing off toe-tapping tunes to tease and tickle the twinkling tootsies of teeth and squirt, tantalizing the testy tunesmiths of Tin Pan Alley with my four tropical tempos, and counted as a typical tip-tock tone tycoon from tickets and caskets and tripe that's new to time, fellas, tried and true. <laughs> Oh, you have, huh? Hmm? <clears throat> so you've heard me on the radio, huh, eh? Sure. My papa listens all the time to you. Oh, he does, eh? That's mm-hmm. well. What does your papa think of me? Well, he thinks you deserve a nice pat on the head. <laughs> <laughs> nice pat on the head, huh? <laughs> yeah. He wants a pile driver. Welcome. <laughs> Donald Nova singing our love. That was swell, too, Don. I think so, too, Mr. Nova. Thanks, Molly. I see Fibber finally got his zither. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an artistic soul, Mr. Nova. He wants to express himself. He'll get a lot of support in that idea. You crate him up and I'll pay the express. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, folks. Hmm. What is this, Molly? Can't a guy have a hobby without being a social outcast? Why, certainly, but why didn't you take up something constructive? Such a switch. Well... Piling matches up on beer bottles or, or balancing a straw on your nose or something really useful. What's more useful than the knowledge of music? Why, listen to this. Little Sir Echo, how do you do? Hello. Hello there, Johnny. <laughs> Good day, daughter. You want to buy some soap? I only got to sell 72 more bars today and I'll win a magic lantern. <laughs> oh, thank you, little Sereco. I guess not. Me? She said, no, we don't want any soap. Besides, you want to be careful of them magic lanterns. They're kind of dangerous. Why are they, dearie? Well, I had one once, but the only slide I had for it was a view of Niagara Falls, and I threw that on the wall so often the plaster all come off. <laughs> But that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> the way I hear it, one fella says, 
Okay. Uh, see, we're a couple of kidnappers in California tied up a big publisher and carried him away. Is that so, says Tutter Feller. How did they treat him? Well, says the first feller, speaking as a book expert, he says he didn't care for their bold-faced type, but they certainly gave him a nice binding. <laughs> Well, he didn't take any soap, kids. Date much good. Shaved with it this morning, and it dissolved two razor blades. Fine soap salesman he is. Yeah, that. Fine soap salesman he is. Yeah, that pretty good laundry soap. If you had a nice, dirty, three-story laundry, you wanted washed. Oh well, the poor fellow said. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, folks. What you doing here, Harpo? If you was real loyal to our sponsor, you'd be home polishing up that car of yours. Oh, I've got that all done. What, already? Sure. I just used that new Johnson product, Car New, and it's marvelous. Oh. Cleans and wax polishes your car in one operation. Is that so? Tell us about your operation, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> all right. You simply apply Car New all over the clean surface of your car, allow it to dry to a powder, wipe off the powder, and there's your car with a beautiful wax polish. Well, heavenly days, as easy as that? As easy as that. Why, Car New is as sensational a product for auto polishing as glow coat is for floors and linoleum. Oh, say, that's a nice bunch of chickens you've got there. Oh, my gosh, they're in again. Hey, get out of there! One hole! <laughs> Oh, those chickens belong next door, eh? <laughs> and uh, they're very crafty, too, Mr. Wilcox. They have to plot to come over here and get fed so they can go back home and plot a hatch. <laughs> well, it'd sure be a shame to ruin that beautiful garden. I'm afraid I stepped in it coming through the yard. Do you mind if I use your foot scraper? Hey, lay off of that. That ain't a foot scraper. <laughs> That's my zither. Well, pick it up off the floor, dearie. Well, you can't expect me to chase chickens with a zither under my arm, can you? No, you never will get them out if they see a musical instrument like that. Chickens love corn. <laughs> oh, so long, folks. Chickens love corn. Well, whatever. I hear the only vegetable Harpo will eat is wax beans. <laughs> Little Sir Echo, how do you do? Hey, Molly. What comes after hello? How are you? Fine, thanks. How's it? No, that ain't what I meant. Oh, dear. Look, McGee. Here comes Mrs. Uppington. Look at the way she holds her nose up in the air. She'd be a good judge of the air races. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppie. <laughs> I just popped in to protest in a quiet sort of way, you know, about the noise in this neighborhood. Why, that, that poetry and that horrible jangling. Really, it's lowering the tone of the whole neighborhood. Well, you got us wrong, Uppie. Them chickens don't belong to us. Yeah, and that jangling noise was McGee playing his zither. Yeah. His zither? Well, what on earth is this a <laughs> Why, this is a zither up here. <laughs> we do all right, accidentally. <laughs> and believe me, you get some wonderful music out of a little dingus like this. Yes, indeed. In fact, I think they got all the music out of this one before they sent it to me. <laughs> looking instrument, isn't it? Um, how does one hold it? Like a cat, Mrs. Uppington. Like a cat. 
It sits on your lap, and when you stroke it, it makes funny noises. <laughs> oh, well, at least I am relieved to know that those are not your chickens. Oh, nice, such noisy creatures. Well, even a chicken is entitled to a voice in its own affairs, Uppy. And it's something to crow about when you can have a blessed event every day in the year. <laughs> man brought me some fish eggs last Sunday, but I wouldn't accept them. I just couldn't, really. No. I said, oh, no. I said, give them back to the hens, poultry man, I said. After all, you know, this is Mother's Day. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so sorry if I've upset you all. Good day. Isn't she silly, McGee? Sending the eggs back to the hens because it was Mother's Day. Yeah, I bet she saves all her pop bottles and sends them back on Father's Day. <laughs> this thing has got more strings to it than a jip accident policy. Little Sir Reckle, how do you do? Hello. playing tag with them squawking egg factories, Molly. I'm going next door and tell that guy off. Well, now, be diplomatic, dearie. Remember, it's easier to get good vegetables than it is good neighbors. Well. And besides, the chickens don't know what they're doing. Well, they may be dumb trucks at home, but they certainly know their vegetables over here. Here, take the zither, Molly. Take the cue, Billy. There's a four-note singing way down yonder in New Orleans, a little southern dish they cooked up and served hot. Very tasty, kids. Well, I hope this guy's at home. I don't know why a chicken crosses the road, but if them hens of his cross my path once more, I'm going to... Yes? Oh, hi, bud. Are you the fellow that lives next door? No, I live right here. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is next door, ain't it? No, next door is over there. Mr. McGee lives there. <laughs> I seem to have got off to a wrong start, bud. I'm Mr. McGee. Yeah, that is a wrong start from what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what can I do for you, Mr. McGee? Well, I can tell you in words of one syllable. You can keep your hands at home. I ain't running no Cackleberry Relief Project. <laughs> I believe I got the idea, Mr. McGee. You want me to keep my chickens out of your garden. <laughs> well, you catch on quicker than Lint on a blue serge suit. If you don't keep your chickens at home, they'll wind up in a fricassee. Or we'll wind up in a fricassee. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm see. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be bothered with them anymore. It seems that backyard of yours is always the scene of some kind of excitement. What do you mean, bud? Why, hadn't you heard? Why, the fellow who lived there before you did used to bury large sums of money out there. Huh? But after he moved, why, no one was ever able to find anything. Oh, well, you know how these things spread, bud. Neighbors will talk. I knew a guy that built a bird bath in his backyard, and the neighbors complained because he didn't have a seagull for a lifeguard. <laughs> well, much obliged, neighbor. <laughs> have a cigar? Uh, thank you, I have one. You got two? <laughs> I'll drop in some night and play you a zither solo. Oh, splendid. I'll have the executor of my estate put a music rack on my tombstone for you. What's that for, bud? That's the only way you'll ever play me a zither solo over my dead body. <laughs> Good day, McGee. Well, I guess I got that settled. As I always say, if you'll just take a reasonable altitude with people, you'll never have a come down. As I... Well, hello there, Fisher. What is this I'm hearing about you sitting on your piazza practicing on the musical instrapipe? <laughs> yeah, I bought me a zipper, Nick. Is that so? Yeah. If I'm not being too inquisitive, how do you play a zipper? Do you blow into it like a pickle lily or hit it with a stick like a zilla telephone? <laughs> 
Xylophone, Nick, not Zilla Telephone. It's an actual mistake, Fisher. You hear so many wrong numbers on both of them. <laughs> I had to give up my just a practice for today because I had to keep chasing the neighbor's chickens out of the yard. I don't need to tell you. Yeah. That, that is reminding me of the cute little stories I'm reading in a book last night, which is being known by the name of the moose which is laying a golden egg. Yeah, that wasn't a moose. That was a goose. A moose is a kind of a deer. Well, anything that is laying a golden egg would be kind of a deer to me, I'm thinking. <laughs> but the price of the story, Fizzer, is very excruciating. Yeah. It seems that once upon a time, way back when it was quite a while ago... <laughs> Never mind, Nick. I'm familiar with the story. Well, be that as it may, June or July. In this story, there is a man who is doing a good turn to a fairy princess, which he is not having any right to do because he is not a Boy Scout in the first place, and a fairy princess doesn't need somebody to do me a good turn in the third place. I don't know who came in the second place. I didn't have any money on it anyway. I know the story, Nick. The fairy princess gave him the goose to take home as a reward, and every day it would lay a golden egg. Sure. Well, sir, the man who is having his fowl is being so greedy that he can't wait till day after day to get one egg at a time. So he's killing the goose, thinking it is full of golden eggs. And what is happening but nothing? <laughs> and then he didn't have either goose or eggs. Please stifling. <laughs> and the moral of the story is being, if somebody gives you the bird... You want to make something of it? <laughs> Come on, sir. Well, one of that guy's main foibles is feeble fables. Oh, now maybe I can get back to my zither practice. I hope little Sir Echo ain't been lonesome for me while I've been gone. Oh, you're back, McGee? Yeah, say, that's the kind of a nice guy next door. Told me an interesting thing about our backyard. Well, between him and his chickens, they certainly dig up the dirt, don't they? <laughs> what did he tell you, dearie? He said some old guy used to live in his house, used to bury money out in the backyard. I believe they gave money. Yeah, but they've tried looking for it, and nobody ever found nothing. The guy was, oh, he's probably just digging fish worms. What's, what's the matter, Mom? McGee, have you noticed that those chickens were all scratching away at one certain spot in the garden? Sure, but that don't mean nothing. Chickens always dig where the dirt's loose. Well, why is the dirt loose, McGee? Somebody's been digging there before. Hey, maybe you have something there, Molly. Well, it's worth a try. Hot dog, wouldn't it be wonderful if we found... Why, the guy might have buried a minute. Hand me that shovel, Molly. I'm going out and look. Here you are, McGee. I'll be back in a minute, Molly, and let you know. Oh, heavenly days. McGee, what'd you do? Oh, I tripped on my zither. <laughs> look at it. It's ruined. Uh, well, I'm sorry, dearie, but after all, there may be enough money buried out there to buy you a thousand zithers. Heaven forbid. <laughs> I almost forgot that. Where were them chickens scratching, Molly? Right here? Over little to the left. That's it. Right there. Now get busy, McGee. Okay, here she goes. Hot dog. I struck something. Well, don't stand there trembling. Dig it out. I am. It ain't, it ain't very, very deep. Here it is. Oh, it's a wooden box. Oh, McGee, I'm so excited. Is it heavy? No, it must be paper money. Let me open it. Huh? What is it, Molly? What is it? Heavenly days, McGee. It's a moldy old chart. Hot dog, a chart. Buried treasure? <laughs> no. Huh? <laughs> How to play the zither in ten easy lessons. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sick about busting my zither, Molly. Well, I am too, dearie, but I was getting a little tired of hearing you tunk, tunk, tunk away at it. What do you mean, tunk, tunk, tunk? A zither don't tunk. Well, what does it do? <laughs> well, confidentially, it... 